Hello. That's Gabe. What the fuck have I been doing? Shit. I just been watching a lot of fucking movies. Uh, mainly horror movies. I think, uh, what was the last one I did? Um, Dark Harvest? Which I still feel the same about. It's a good looking movie. The story sucks. But, yeah, I, I, I think it was worth the purchase. It's not that buyer's remorse bullshit. No, that's when you... Fires remorse is when you feel like shit for buying something, right? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, I, I don't regret buying it. it. It's it's just a beautiful ass movie. Shitty story, but yeah, I like it. I remember when we started doing this podcast thing. There was a little talk of uh, cosmic horror slash Lovecraftian horror, and I did not feel good about it. I, I at the time I. I was like, what the fuck is this even about? It's stupid. This whole Lovecraftian bullshit. This Not Lovecraftian bullshit, but cosmic bullshit. It, it's dumb. It, it should just be called Lovecraftian. You know what? I still feel the same. I don't give a fuck. But this got me more into the genre. And recently, I was on Reddit. Well, before I was on Reddit, I was just looking around. And I was like, you know what? I want to watch something new that i haven't seen before because recently i saw when evil lurks when evil lurks came out was it october on shutter it's a film from argentina and i I was hearing so much shit about it it, it sounded like it was getting overhyped. Like, oh, it's the scariest movie I ever seen. Because you know, the last movie I, I saw people overhyped like that was Skinamarink. Of course, I should have known it was going to be garbage because it was TikTok hype. All these little fucks on TikTok were hyping it. You know, whatever. So I bought it. Because uh, apparently it was the only way to watch it. Well, I mean, I guess I could have rented it, but. Usually, I don't like renting stuff because if I end up liking it, I just want to buy it. So I was like, you want? Hey, 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 it's got some. It's got some. <laughs> I know I shouldn't listen to fucking hype, man, but I was like, hey, you know what? Everybody says it's fucking scary that they just can't get fucking through it. So let's try it. That movie was garbage. It was fucking boring. Nothing happens. And I'm like, shit, if this guy can make a fucking horror movie. I'm sure I could do something badass too, and I'm you know what? I'm gonna fucking try it. Just start recording dark rooms and no sounds, and just have some friends by whispering, and then just show like an image of someone standing in the darkness where you could barely see them. It looks like the fucking brightness slider on video games. Yeah, fuck, fuck, skinner ring. That that shit was garbage. But anyways, when Evil Lurks was being hyped up to be such a scary movie, and it's the best thing many people have seen. But what caught my attention was when people were saying, it's the best thing I've seen since Hereditary. I'm like, okay. Okay. Fuck off, dude. Fuck off. So, I, I wanted to watch this movie already when somebody said that. Especially on a Reddit horror. A lot of people were saying that. Everybody was praising it. But then I saw that there was another movie that the director is tied to. And it's called Terrified. So, 
I looked it up. Terrified is directed by Damien Rugna. Rugna? Something like that. Argentinian. So I, I looked up stuff on Terrified 2017 horror film. At the time, people were praising it too, saying it's really good. And when with when Evil Lurks, people were saying it's better than Terrified. The people who loved Terrified say that when Evil Lurks is better. Like this guy outdid himself. And I had a, I I forgot who it was. I forgot what what website it was, but they said that this movie does not rely on jump scares. They were saying pretty much jump scares are the, are the equivalent of a comedian leaping off stage to tickle you to force you to laugh. Like yeah, that's exactly what jump scares are. I don't know who fucking said that, what writer said that, but that's the best way to describe jump scares and it was perfect. So, my bestie and I went ahead and bought Terrified and it was a good movie. It, it was really good. I mean, was it as good as people hyped it up to be? No. Like, 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 and what I mean by that, I don't mean that it wasn't as good. It just, it wasn't scary. I, I did not think the movie was scary for a second. But it was creepy, which I think is better than scary. There, there were just some really creepy fucking moments. And I think one of them... One of them involves a an old lady bent backwards running towards a car, and that that I was like, holy shit, that that was just creepy. A lot of people reference this one scene involving the dining room table or the dinner table. And that's all I'll say about that, and that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's just got a lot of really creepy imagery, and man, it's such a good movie. And as for When Evil Lurks, we saw that. My bestie loved it. She said it was better than Terrified, though she still loves Terrified. But she thinks When Evil Lurks is that much better. And it does have some really fucked up imagery, and... You know, John John, I, I got I told John John to watch it. And it's a shutter exclusive for now, so if you got shutter, you can go ahead and watch it. John John liked it. But he did bring up one thing that I did not think about. And I don't know anyway, I'm just not gonna say it. Because it is a spoiler. But he compared it to another movie. Another horror film from Spain. Not from Argentina, but from Spain. And compared them to, uh, compared the two, and I was like, you know what? I actually see that. So, but it doesn't take it. It doesn't take away from when evil lurks at all. When evil lurks is really fucked up, man. It's really fucked up, and it, and it's it's as I said before. Fuck American horror movies. Just go to fucking Mexico. Now Argentina, Spain, even Canada. Canada's got some good shit with Black Mountainside. Black Mountainside, man, I I love that fucking movie. Even though some will call it, it's just a rip off of the thing. But I I like the way it was done on Black Mountainside a lot better. But that's just me. And 
if, if I had to say which would I re- recommend more out of the two, I would definitely say Terrified because it's what came before when evil lurks. You have to see what Terrified does, then go ahead and watch when evil lurks. Then you can compare the two and see if if the internet's right, saying that when evil lurks is better and it's a lot more frightening. I never saw anyone say, oh, I couldn't finish this movie. But I did see people say, like, oh, this movie stuck with me for months. And I, I always just, it, it fucked me up. That table scene just fucked me up for weeks. I, it was just ter- fucking disturbing and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, yeah, it is pretty <laughs> It's pretty fucked. It's a crazy-ass fucking scene. That's all I'll say. But terrified and when evil lurks. Top-tier fucking horror right there. Not just with bullshit, with just, oh, gore and all this, you know, just stupid bullshit just to say, just for the sake of being horror. But no, it was really good storytelling and all of the actors were really good. Everything about this, about these movies are great. And again, like, if there were any jump scares, I don't remember them. But in my opinion, what the whole creepiness and frightening that that guy that I got out of it were just these creepy images of just shit being shown to you most of the time with no music even it doesn't just pop up on the fucking screen it, it gets slowly introduced to you and you're just like what the fuck is this that's the kind of horror it brings that's the creepiness. That's the fright factor, I guess, if you want to say. But, you know, watching these two movies made me want to, it made me want to watch more. And I was like, you know what, um, I'm going to go to Shudder, see what I can find. But there's so many fucking movies, man. I don't know what to fucking pick. So I go to Prime. Same fucking thing. I go to Netflix, same thing. There's just too much garbage out there. You don't know what's going to be good. You don't know what's going to be good. You don't know what's going to be a waste of time. Well, what I meant was you don't know what's not... You don't know what's going to be garbage or what's going to be good. I'm already fucking confused myself. So, I was like, how can I narrow this down? Well, I went ahead and went to Twitter. To... Not Twitter. What the fuck am I talking about? To Reddit. To the uh, horror subreddit. It's got like two point something million people in it. So I made a post. And I was like, hey, I'm looking for satanic slash occult films that will give you a holy shit, we're all doomed type of vibe. And plus, I saw... You know, I saw When Evil Lurks, or maybe even Hellhole, which is on Netflix. I was like, these movies were just pretty fucking crazy and just disturbing as fuck. And I kind of want to see more shit like that. And also, and also, if you guys got any recommendations for any cosmic horror slash Lovecraftian horror, go ahead and throw go go ahead and throw those in because I've been watching a lot of that, and I just really come to love it. So, if you got anything around. You know, floating around in the uh, the Lovecraft, Lovecraftian horror section. Go ahead and throw it out to me. See if I haven't seen it so I can check it out. So I come back 
I come back to the subreddit in like one hour and I got a shitload of responses a lot. And most, <laughs> most of them are fucking cosmic horror. There was one. No, no, there's a few guys who did. Who did recommend shit like, you know, oh, check out a. Check out Hellraiser. One and two, which is funny because everything after part one sucks. But I I know to most people, they love part two, which is Hellbound. They love part two and everything after that sucks. But to me, everything after part one sucks. But I'm not going to hold it against these people, if you know what I mean. I'm going to be like, oh, you're you're whatever. Your taste in movie sucks because you like Hellraiser 2. No, that's fine. The, the, the reason I dislike Hellraiser 2 is just, I guess you could say, maybe elitist reasons. That's because I really love Clive Barker. And I I really love the books. And the Hellbound Heart was actually really good, too. And it's... To me, it's 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 like the same reason why I refuse to watch animated movies based on comic books. They're just they they fuck with the source material. It's not accurate. That's why I hate it. I love comic books, but a lot of my friends were telling me you should read or you should check out like I don't know, like one of them was telling me to check out the Hush because I really love the uh, that Batman story, which is written by Jeff Loeb. With the art done by Jim Lee. Jeff Loeb's the dude who did uh, Commando. So. I was like okay I'll check out the Hush. It was not like the comics. I hated it. Same thing with the. uh, Batman Superman movie. With the other girl from Krypton story. Which was also done by Jeff Loeb. Uh, Art by Michael Turner. I hated the animated film. Because it was just not accurate to the comic. And that's why I felt about Hellbound Heart, where a lot of shit was changed. They took, what do they say? Liberties. Creative liberties. And just rewrote a bunch of shit about the Cenobites, and I hated it. That's why I dislike Hellraiser 2. I don't give a fuck about gore. I don't give a fuck about people suffering. I don't give a fuck about Cenobites coming out and making jokes. Or... Trying to be all cute. I I just I didn't like it. It it's nothing like for you know what it's nothing that Clive Barker wrote. It's 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 sure it strays from the source material. And I just really don't like that. But I'm not gonna tell people they suck for liking it. I just like I just like that the Cenobites were not like your normal villains on part one. You know, just the way they are in the book. They come out. They make a deal. They're able to talk to people. They're they're intelligent. On Hellraiser 2, they're just like, oh, you know, time to play. And it'll give us time to know your flesh and all this stupid bullshit. And they they basically turn them into like fucking Freddy Krueger. Your normal fucking Hollywood maniac from hell's fucking stupid but yeah that that's that's why i don't like it but yes people recommended <laughs> back over here now to the reddit recommendations 
People recommended Hellraiser 1 and 2, which is fine. But I've already seen them. Other movies that were recommended that I've already seen were In the Mouth of Madness. And um, we got to go with The Prince of Darkness. You know, the two out of the three of the whole John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy. I think is what he calls it. With the other one being The Thing. Uh, I've seen those movies too many times. I've seen The Prince of Darkness way too many fucking times. See what else did they offer? They uh, they they also offered Black Mountain Side, uh, recommended, which is again a good movie. I love that movie. Another recommendation of a movie I really love is Baskin. Baskin is so fucking good, man. That is. That's horror right there. That's fucking hell right there too. That's that's one movie that took me a couple of times to just watch. Because I'm like, okay, when exactly did this happen? When when the fuck did all these events just start going down the wrong way? And I actually needed some explanation from people who were talking about Turkish folklore involving shit about mirrors at night it was just it's fucking nuts and i was like oh that's fucking creepy and that just made the movie a whole lot better for me so baskin honestly if i could if i you know what i'll just tell you the truth i wish i had never seen baskin that way i can watch this this list of recommendations that reddit gave me so i could watch it all over again and be fucking amazed at how great this fucking movie is baskin that's fucking hell right there, dude. That's such a badass movie. Another one on the list that I have seen is The Void. So, The Void, anytime you talk about cosmic horror, I, I've, I've talked about cosmic horror like on Instagram and on Reddit. And the one movie that gets keep it keeps being brought up is The Void. There, there will be others like From Beyond. Which I have seen. Um, you might even get like Annihilation, which is supposed to be like a color out of space. You know, th- these are some of the top movies people would just keep throwing out, like the same common movies. But the most common one is The Void. I saw The Void back in, I don't know, 2015, 2016, around there. Is it maybe 2017? Something like that. It's been a long time since I've seen, since I have seen The Void. I remember watching it. I was like, okay, this is cool, but I I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, I see creepy stuff. Really cool effects. But I, I just don't understand what the fuck's going on. I don't know what, what I'm supposed to be scared of. And that's why everybody's like, well, it's cosmic horror, and blah, blah, blah. It's, it's just, shut the fuck up. That, that that's when I really started getting into well I wouldn't say really started getting into but that's when I was first introduced to the whole idea of cosmic horror I had read Lovecraft back in the early 2000s maybe late 90s I never knew that's what it was called I always just referred to it as Lovecraftian horror so now that I'm I wouldn't say I'm more educated on Lovecraft but now that I'm I've been exposed to 
to more Lovecraftian slash cosmic horror movies and have read some more Lovecraft, I kind of, I would say kind of, but yeah, I, I'm more accepting of it, more understanding of it. I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and rewatch The Void, knowing all this, now being accepting of it and not being, oh, this is fucking dumb. It, it all, it's just, it all really started with the whole naming of cosmic horror, but like I said, now being more exposed to it, I'm definitely going to rewatch it again and see how I feel about it this time, since so many people fucking love the movie. And again, I'll admit I didn't understand it the first time I saw it. So I'm actually kind of excited to, uh, you know, to do this. I, I actually want to see The Void again. So who knows? Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Throw it in there with the list since everybody's throwing the that fucking name in there. And I, I, I was just like, okay, you want to go? I'm going to go ahead and start watching these movies. This was Friday night. So I, it's already Sunday, November what twelve? Yes, it's, it's I'm a, it's an, it, I'm recording this on Sunday, November twelfth. I started this on Friday, Friday night. Started watching these uh, movies that were being recommended to me. I'm not going to go into the exact order I've been watching them, but I I am going to say one movie that was recommended to me was Dagon. Dagon's directed by Stuart Gordon, who was the director and writer of Reanimator 1985, writer and director of From Beyond, also the fucking writer of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, writer and director of Robot Jocks, which is fucking cool. He was an executive producer on Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. Fortress with fucking Christopher Lambert. Alright. Well, whatever. I mean, he did Space Truckers also. Wrote it. Directed it. Produced it. But, anyways. This guy... Oh, he also did some Masters of Horror. So, this guy has... He's set in the horror... You know, the whole horror genre. A lot of people know who the fuck he is. So, I was like, okay, I'll check out Dagon. This movie's fucking wacky, dude. Seriously. This movie is wacky as fuck. It's about... It's about a guy and his girl who are out at sea with some friends. I, I, I It must have gotten by me, but I guess they were just friends. It's like, the, like an older couple. And they get caught in a fucking storm. But luckily, they're near some fucking island where there was a bunch of people chanting. Somehow, the old lady's leg gets caught under some bullshit under you know uh, underneath inside the boat, and her husband's like, "I'm not leaving," so he fucking chooses to stay back. So the young couple go ahead and sail off. They take the boat and go to the island, and they start asking for help. But then they start noticing that these people are fucking weird and kind of deformed. I think, like, the priest has, like, webbed fingers. I think he was a priest, but he's got webbed fingers. And it just turns out it's a whole island of Spanish-speaking freaks who worship Dagon. Because 
Their island was just going through some really bad times, some hard times. Then one day, some guy was like, hey, let's just worship Dagon. Because he's uh, the Christian God's not doing anything for us. So they go ahead and they destroy everything representing Christianity. They kill the priests. They turn everything into a Dagon fucking island worshiping place. And that's what these that's what that's pretty much what the whole movie's about. These people trying to get out alive from this island full of fucking crazy ass freaks who worship Dagon, some ancient Lovecraft deity. And it's a it, it's a fucking enjoyable movie, dude. That that's all I can say. This movie is perfect for fucking riffing. If you love riffing on movies, this is your fucking movie right here. It's cheesy as fuck. The special effects are shitty. The acting is just fucking dumb. But it's enjoyable. It, it's just, it's fucking enjoyable, man. It's it's comedic. It's, it, it's, it's like the room, I guess, where it's just, it's not meant to be funny, but it's just, it's, it's so bad that it's just fucking funny and enjoyable. It's not like the deep ones where it was comedic, but it was actually meant to be. It was just like this weird fever dream, nightmarish, wacky horror film that I really enjoyed. And again, I'll say I actually did enjoy enjoy Dagon. It's really, I mean, I'm not going to say it's, it's not going to say it's fucking the best thing since Hereditary before Hereditary or some shit. It, it's it's just a fun movie, and honestly, I I I'd give it like a fucking one out of five, but I'd go ahead and buy it just to have it around because I'd mo- I know I would more than likely love to watch that movie once a year with bottles of alcohol and just laugh. We had Dagon. I totally recommend it if you're into fucking cheesy garbage shit like that. It it was fucking fun. It was a fun movie. But to take it to the, to, I guess, like an opposite direction of garbage and fun, there was another movie that was recommended to me. I did, I I did not think anything. The only reason I went ahead and watched it was because, like, you know what, Um, I need another movie to watch. I don't want to go up and down this list. And that's the first thing I saw. That movie is A Dark Song. And it's really good. So, A Dark Song is directed by Liam Gavin and written by Liam Gavin. I've never heard of this guy. The movie pretty much just almost entirely takes place inside one house with two characters. I think you got Joseph Solomon and Sophia Howard. And they're, they're played by Steve Oram. And Catherine Walker. This movie's from 2016. It's a UK film. Of course, it makes sense. Well, now that I think of it, but what's the movie about? The movie is about a woman who is trying to convince an occultist to work for her. She's trying to talk to her dead child, but rituals are so fucking strict that she has to be 
completely open of why she's doing this, her intentions. She has to tell the occultist everything. The occultist is so strict and has such high demands that she has to meet them all. If not, he won't do it. She'll have to find somebody else. Because if she fucks up, it could pretty much damn both of them. And it, so it's, well, she, she's got to be, she's got to complain with everything. And, well, not everything goes as planned. And again, you know, I, I really want to talk about this movie because I want to talk about spoilers, but I, I just won't right now because there's other stuff I want to talk about. So maybe I'll just record another episode on the Dark Song because it's so fucking good. But the movie is 99 minutes long. The movie is mainly just about these two characters locked in a house. They've sealed themselves in this house with a uh, salt circled around the house. If they cross it, shit goes bad. If she doesn't come forth with everything, shit goes bad. If she doesn't tell him what she actually wants out of this, shit goes bad. It's so fucking strict. And almost the whole movie is them doing this fucking ritual that takes so long. It's like weeks, I think, to maybe even like a month or more, like a month or more. And she goes through like torturous shit, man, like having to be drenched in cold fucking water. Fucking she she can't oversleep. Doesn't matter how little sleep you get. You have to be awake by a certain fucking time. She has to cook for the fucking dude. She has to suffer through his verbal abuse. It's brutal. It's a brutal fucking movie, but it's not boring. I mean, at least to me, it was it was just a really good movie because it's showing you how the ritual is done. It's showing it's showing him paint paint the fucking symbols on the floor on her body. What apparently there's like different ritual fucking rooms that he had to do these symbols in and I think they're supposed to be like for each day or some shit like that there's a lot of fucking details in the the whole ritual and apparently this is a real thing that I think Aliester Crowley attempted or uh, what, what, what do people call him Aleister Crowley or some shit but I call him Aliester Crowley that Mr. Crowley there you go as Ozzy said that Mr. Crowley did, and it's apparently it's a ritual to summon your guardian angel or some shit like that, or even demons. Like it could be for either one, apparently. It just depends on what the fuck how you go with it. And well, this ritual can also bring other dark things and other bad things that you just most certainly would not fucking want in your house. Or any house. So, again, it wasn't boring at all. I, I I thought the pacing was good. The storytelling was fucking great. But in, and and you want it, it? It's a horror, but there's no jump scares. You ain't gonna see no fucking blood, no decapitation, no shit like that. It's just a really good story of them trying to make contact with the other side, and they don't know what the fuck is gonna be on the other side. There's there's no loud noises, no jump scares. It's just really good storytelling and good acting. And the movie is called A Dark Song. 
and I highly recommend anyone to watch that fucking movie. And you can find it on Tubi. I found it on Tubi. Hey, uh, you got Adblock, go ahead, because Adblock never interrupted my experience. And I actually want to buy the movie. I want to own it. Really good movie, man. So moving on, I went ahead and went back to the list on Reddit. And I saw another movie that I have never heard of, but it's a Shudder exclusive. Shudder. Yep. Oh, man. You know what? Uh, I only got Shudder for one month just to watch When Evil Lurks. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe before I cancel it, I'll just watch some other stuff. And I'm kind of glad I got it again because Glorious is a really damn good movie. It's fun. And it's a good, great Shudder exclusive. It's directed by Rebecca McKendry. And it's got Ryan Quantin or Quantin as Wes. I, I've never, I mean, I'm pretty sure I've seen this guy. Uh, he looks like a fucking Walmart version of the dude who plays Scott Summers on X-Men. Or the guy that came out on Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I don't even know that dude's fucking name. But it's got J.K. Simmons, who voices Gata... Oh my god, what the fuck was his name? Gata... Gata Notawa. Or Gata Notawa. Gata Notawa. You, you know how fucking Lovecraft was with his fucking stupid ass names. Actually, I don't even know who created Gata Notawa. I don't know if it was Lovecraft or Robert. Damn, what the fuck was his name? Robert E. Howard. He is the guy who's pretty much the father of sword and sorcery fiction. Like, this dude was doing it before fucking Tolkien. This guy's the guy who... This is the guy who created fucking Conan. And Red Sonia. And he he joined fucking H.P. Lovecraft's little rat pack of fucking weirdos that... Want to create names using weird-ass fucking... I don't know, got to know the I could tell her, you know, all that shit. But, yeah, got to know the I, I think that's how his fucking name's pronounced. This movie was fun. I, I did not expect it to be fun. Like, literally fucking fun. It was... You know how... Oh man, it's kind of hard to explain. Uh, uh, what I'm trying to explain is how uh, what what I was experiencing when I just pressed pressed uh, you know play on the fucking movie. And I was like, yeah, this is not. I don't know. I I, I don't know how I feel about this. It, it just feels like a really shitty horror film that I could have just watched on Amazon, something equal to that. And. I was like, you know, I'll just go ahead and keep on watching. I can't just stop it just because I think it feels like a fucking shitty Amazon or fucking Walmart bin DVD movie. But things start changing as soon as the dude goes into the fucking bathroom. That's where the fucking movie kicks off, man. 
And that's what this whole movie is. Pretty much like 90% of the movie is inside some bathroom at some fucking rest stop on the side of the road. And he is talking to someone on the other side of a stall who claims to be an ancient deity named Gatanodawa. And it's voiced by J.K. Simmons. This, man, it was so good watching this. It's a comedy. It's a straight up comedy. It's not scary at all. There's no, you, you ain't going to find jump scares here. You might find blood. You might find gore. Not fucking insanely overdone like Sam Raimi, but. Man, this movie was so fun. It, it was really fun. And I'm going to see if there's any way of uh, owning it. I'm pretty sure I can. But this is a movie I would I, I would straight up easily give like a fucking five out of five just because of how fun it was, how great. Did I say J.K. Rowling? <laughs> no, I don't think I did. How great J.K. Simmons is, and the twist with, with the twist and the message it had was was really fucking cool. Again, um, I'll probably just have to do like another spoilers episode or something for this because. There's something I really want to talk about. And I just, I really can't say what the twist is. It's, it's, it's really good. I, I wouldn't say it's like mind blowing fucking. Holy shit. You know, uh, fucking. Wannabe Cyclops drops his coffee cup and it breaks and fucking JK Simmons sees the bottom of the cup said Kobayashi. Like, you know, it's not going to be like that type of fucking twist. You know, it's. Gatanada was not really Kobayashi, or the other dude's not really Kobayashi. You know, whatever. It, it it was it was it was a cool twist. I wasn't expecting it. I honestly would have never have fucking guessed. But again, it, it, it was a cool twist. But again, it's not like oh my fucking god. You know, it was like Kevin Spacey turning from pretzel man to a fucking. I can walk normally type of guy in just a second. You know, it's no fucking twist like that. But the most I can say is it's a comedy. I highly recommend it. I give it five out of five fucking stars. And hey, if you like J.K. Simmons, you're gonna fucking love this. A lot of people love Simmons. I, I, I. It's not that I don't care. I think. I think my favorite movie that he's ever been in was uh, Thank You for Smoking. And he is a great J. Jonah Jameson, but... I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated either. But, you know, I do like the guy. He's a pretty cool actor. Another movie I did see, you know, going back to the Reddit list, was... Oh my god, what was it? Off-season? I think it is off season. It's a Lovecraftian horror, or if you want to say, uh, fucking cosmic horror. There we go. Off season. It's, you want to know what? It's like the better version of Dagon, maybe. It's not fucking wacky. It, it it's it's obviously low budget, but it's not 
fucking batshit insane like fucking Dagon. But it's a woman and a guy heading to this fucking island. When they get there, they're like, hey, you know, um, we need to get on this island. But the guy who gatekeeps the fucking bridge is like, well, we're about to close the bridge. You can't get on there. We're going to close it off for the season because of the fucking stormy weather, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, she hands him a message. Like, look, we need to get on there. It's important. So he's like, all right, fine. Get your asses in there. And that's where you find out that, okay, they're in there because her mother's grave was vandalized. And the, uh, the headstone was destroyed. And she wants to stay there to find out what the fuck's happening. But very quickly, they start realizing that little town is not all what they thought it was. It's These people ain't fucking normal. And when shit starts unfolding, it just starts getting darker and darker. And you start seeing more cosmic horror elements start to unravel. And again, this is another movie I highly recommend. It was really good. I'll give it like a 4 out of 5. And I really, oh man, you know, again, I, 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 no, no spoilers, but there is one scene in the movie where it involves a house. And it's really dark. But just the noises you fucking hear. I was like, holy shit, man. That's just creepy as fuck. She was just there listening. And you fucking swear you hear footsteps just running. That was creepy as fuck. It's got some really cool imagery. Uh, when it comes to Lovecraftian stuff. I'm not going to say anymore. Again, because I mean, I think I might have said too much already with the name of another movie that I compared it to. But... It, it, it's it was a good movie and it, it's definitely what i was asking for from reddit like the other movies they had like a dark song it, it's a fucked up movie but oh man i can't i, can't, I don't want to spoil anything let's just say that out of all the movies i asked um that that was recommended off season was the closest to what i was asking for and that was, I want some fucking dark shit that's just gonna have this fuck we're all doomed all the way to the end. No happy endings. And off season was, it was that. I ain't gonna say how it ended, of course, but I just had to make the point. Who was, who was the director? It was written and directed by Mickey Keating. What did this guy do? Whoa. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, so Mickey Keating directed The Ritual, but it's not The Ritual of uh, the one from Netflix with the, uh, the fucking Wendigo. I guess that was a Wendigo. Yeah, no, no this ain't it. I'm all looking at it. Uh, that's not the murderous cult. Wow, it sounds like fucking Cobra now. All right. Well, that's the dude's first movie, 2013. Then Pod, 2015. Darling. Okay. Hey, Darling's one movie I recommend. He wrote and directed Darling, which stars Lauren Ashley Carter. 
who is a very beautiful scream queen these days. And yeah, it actually had fucking Sean Young in it too. But Darling is a movie I highly fucking recommend. That is such a good fucking horror movie. And it's it's a great movie, man. Darling. 2015. Hey, that's cool. So yeah, the guy who did Darling did Off Season. He also did Carnage Park, Psychopaths, and then Off Season. Off Season was his last film in 2021. Highly recommended, man. Oh, it's such a good fucking movie. What else did I see? Oh, someone had mentioned that, hey, you know, since you really liked um, When Evil Lurks, you should also check out History of the Occults from Argentina. Argentina. And I saw that on Tubi also. You know what? Actually, if, if all these movies were either on Shutter or Tubi. It, it was just it was just so easy to find these. So History of the Occult. Now that's a fucking weird ass movie, dude. I I don't know. I was like, do I should I even feel like I'm getting Dark City vibes? But everything was telling me no. I don't know. It's fucking insane. I don't even know how to fucking explain it. The, the a history of the occult is a story that takes place in Argentina. It's about some security guard or a cop who got killed. Nobody knows why. And they, they just marked him off as a John Doe. And this news station comes out of fucking nowhere who are trying to solve this dude's fucking murder. And... This station is just getting attacked by the government, by a bunch of people. They're they're getting, what did you say, character assassination, trying to list them as liars and just conspiracy theorists. And the movie takes place right when the, uh, the this TV station is going to go off the air at midnight. So they set a timer. It's for one hour. And they're asking everyone in the city to participate in trying to figure out who killed this guy. Why did they kill him? What was the whole reason behind everything? And why do these people want the cable station or the TV station shut down? Why are they such a threat? And you start following a group who are doing an investigation. They're, they're watching along. And they start uncovering shit involving witchcraft. Witches, warlocks, you know, brujas and brujas. And it somehow all connects to the government. And people start seeing color because the movie's in black and white. But then people start seeing color, then no. And I, this is a movie I really have to watch again. Um,. I did find some stuff creepy, but it was hard to follow. And I was just like, okay, I didn't really completely fucking understand. Like, there, there's just some things that just happened. And I'm like, okay, uh, what, what's the connection to the fucking government? How? So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch it again. It's on Tubi. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and watch it tonight because I'm going to fucking admit I, I got lost. I mean... Oh, and if you don't speak Spanish, it's probably going to be worse for you, too, because, well, it, it's all in Spanish. 
but I mean, I'm not saying it's the trend uh, that it doesn't have sub. It does have subtitles, but the subtitles are they're not correct. But eh, whatever. Well, they are, but just not all 100. percent I'm just really picky about subtitles like that. Whenever they translate fucking Spanish to English, whatever. But yeah, I, I have to watch it again. It, it did get creepy, and I really like the whole idea of. An, an, an investigation and like pretty much the whole movie is like it's about a bunch of people trying to figure out this conspiracy theory of the government in bed with the occult and you see crazy shit like people on the TV there to debunk shit you get fucking Oh, damn it, what's it called when somebody doesn't believe in that shit or doesn't believe in anything supernatural? Ah, oh, damn it. Skeptic. Skeptical. There we go. Is it skeptic? Skeptical? Yeah, yeah. It, it was a really interesting movie, man. It was a really good movie just because of... Well, there, there, there's some scenes like... I'll, oh, man, there, there's this slight spoiler... There are things that whenever something's happened, sometimes you see something in the background. It looks like a figure. But the movie doesn't tell you it's there. Nothing zooms in on it. It's just fucking there. And at first you're like, it's just a shadow. But no, it's actually something standing there. And they, they, that's what freaked me out. And then when they actually do focus on it, on like another scenes, you're like, what the fuck is that? holy shit it's just it's really cheap looking but yet it looks so good at the same time that's what makes it creepy even the fact that it's in black and white maybe helps but it's moments like that that make me say it's a good movie and that, which is why i wouldn't mind watching it again because again man i love david lynch he's my favorite director but a lot of his shit makes no sense the first time you watch it so you got to watch it again this is how i feel about the history of the occult, or it was a history of the occult. It's like David Lynch horror. I think that's the perfect way to describe this. And there's elements of uh, Lovecraftian shit in there too. But a lot of it involves, yeah, um, brujeria, you know, witchcraft. And I'm definitely, you know, I'm probably just going to watch it right after this. But yeah, I, I recommend that to anyone just because it's it's so fucking freaky. And if you know how to fucking explain it to me, because I'm pretty sure I'm not going to get it again when I watch it tonight. But if you can explain it better to me, go ahead, because I, I'm fucking confused and I like it. I, and I think that's why I like it, because I'm like, I'm fucking confused. Yet, yet it's so fucking creepy. Um, Other movies I need to watch that were also recommended were Possession which, honestly, I've never seen. This is from 1981. So Possession's another one that got recommended. The Masters of Horror episode, Dreams in the Witch House. Which I think is also another Lovecraftian horror. Directed by Stuart Gordon. Is that his name? Stuart Gordon? Damn it, did I forget it already? Yeah, Stuart Gordon. I'm pretty sure he directed that Masters of Horror. And... Yeah, that's the uh, Dreams in the Witch House. 
Color from the Dark, I never heard of from 2008. The Thing on the Doorstep, 2014. So I need to watch those three and Possession. And someone also recommended a movie from 2014 called, oh, Last Shift. Someone said 2014 version of Last Shift. I guess there's another version, but I looked it up. Something about demons, hell, and police. I was like, I swear I heard of this fucking movie or seen it. But when I looked up images on it, nothing looked familiar. But then somebody else recommended Let Us Pray. And I'm like, that's the movie I'm fucking thinking of. There's a bunch of cops trapped in a station and some dude walks in with fucking Leon, I think. I think it was Leon, the fucking professional. who's Or someone who looks like Leon. I don't know if it's him. Fucking. Oh, no, I'm pretty sure that guy was in Baskin, too. I don't know, but some dude comes in. He might be evil. He might be not. But evil shit starts happening whenever he arrives. That's Let Us Pray. You know, and I thought that was a cool fucking movie. I thought that was cool. So if Last Shift is anything like that, hey, you know, I'll check that out, too. But yeah, you know what? This was just a little catching up. What the fuck have I been watching? Not really putting any effort into it, you know, because there's just so much shit I want to watch. I want to get I want to actually get back to this list and watch more of it. Then at the end, I don't know, I'll probably just pick out a few titles that I actually want to go in depth into and just talk about, especially going to spoiler talk. But so far, the movies I can say that were really that really stood out from this list was Glorious and A Dark Song. And you should really check those out. Especially because Glorious is so fucking hilarious. But yeah. But yeah, I'm, you know I'm going to go get back to watching more shit. I think I'm going to go ahead and just... As soon as I'm done recording here, I'm going to start watching The Void again. So, yeah, wish me luck on that. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out.